Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, it is New Year's Eve, and it's almost the year 2018, thank goodness. And uh, (laughs) the, the hardships of 2017 just keep hanging on in some places. Everybody here in Asheville, North Carolina, is freaking out because there is ice on the roadways. And just about everything out there, all the festivities are being canceled. It's like, hey, New Year's is canceled, kids. Sorry. And um, which I know that that is really, I'm sure, funny to all of you listening uh, way up in the, the northeast and the, the, the Canada and these places where you have 10 feet of snow on the ground uh, and you're still out partying your ass off. Um but, you know, what it really boils down to is here in the South, people, you know, they don't expect uh, sometimes when that ice is going to hit. They're not used to driving in it. Some people probably started drinking a little early today. <laughs> and so um, that that sucks when people have all these big New Year's plans and then they, they canceled them. And so um, I'm just staying in here at my, my house tonight. Frankly, I I feel like I'm getting too old to go out and party on New Year's Eve anyway. But I will tell you this, uh, here in Asheville right now, it's about 7.30 p.m., and and, in 30 minutes, there will be a haunted Asheville ghost tour on foot walking around downtown, and we have a nice crowd of people who are going to be there enjoying themselves. And so, uh, once again... I want to thank good old Tad McDivitt, my chief occult researcher, because he lives in one of the most treacherous places in the state, Madison County, North Carolina. And it's a good drive from Asheville, especially when the weather is rough. But Tad, uh, he's a trooper. He doesn't care. He gets out there and he, he never, ever has said one time, I can't make it in. And he's been doing these tours for years and years and years. And so right now, it's 22 degrees here in Asheville, and looks like it's going to get down into the teens tonight. Tomorrow, they're saying it's going to be 9 degrees as a low. Um, so, look, you know, I I don't try to inspire people to go out into the ice if they, are, um, if they don't feel that they can handle it properly. But it is kind of a shame that uh, we were not better at handling that in the South, especially that uh, I think often the, the roads don't get treated properly with salt uh, quickly when conditions are impending and that sort of thing. So anyway, all that said, if you're like me, you're just sort of hanging out tonight um, at your house or at a friend or loved one's house and just, yeah, I guess I'll probably watch the ball drop. Um, and I could make a joke right now, but it would be too easy, so I'm not going to. And then also, yeah, you know, got got a little booze, so it's going to be a, a quiet party here. But after an action-packed year, I'm kind of happy to have a, a quiet end to 2017. As a matter of fact, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it will be quiet because this year has been so chaotic, I'm almost expecting, like, one more big-ass crazy thing like, a you know, an asteroid's going to hit right before midnight, you know, down the road from me or something like that. But since I'm having a nice, hopefully peaceful 
sort of transition into what I honestly and earnestly believe is going to be a much, much, much better year for all of us, I figured I'd take a look at some of the weird things that people are doing for New Year's around the world. And you know how you can get on the Internet and you can look up these lists of, of weird things. And um, so I went to this one website where they've listed, it's called list25.com, and they've listed uh, weird traditions from various places around the world for New Year's Eve. And I figured that uh, I found it pretty interesting, and uh, I figured I may as well share it with you. So here we go. We'll start with Denmark. And it says in Denmark, they save all of their unused dishes and plates until the 31st of December, when at that point, they affectionately shatter them against the doors of all their friends and family. Okay, now that does not sound uh, pleasurable to me on any level whatsoever. I guess if you're the one throwing a plate and breaking it, and that's symbolizing you getting rid of the old year, uh, I understand the magic of that, you know, the symbolic magic of that. But I don't like the idea that everybody's going to be come and, uh, coming and, and throwing their plate at me. So that's supposedly what's happening in Denmark. In Ecuador, they have giant scarecrow burnings. Um, so they burn paper-filled scarecrows at midnight. They also burn photographs from the last year, all in the name of good fortune. Now, again, I want to point out that this is actually a form of magical thinking. What you're doing is you're you know, symbolically getting rid of the old year and making way for the new year. And I'm sure that when people are, are burning uh, these scarecrows, they're probably um, dr dressing those scarecrows up to look like people that they don't want in their lives anymore and, and that sort of thing. So let's see here. In Spain, the tradition there for good luck on New Year's revolves around grapes. It says, if you can manage to stuff 12 grapes in your mouth at midnight, you've achieved good luck for the next year. Now, I love grapes, and I wish that I had known this before tonight because I would have gone to the grocery store and bought some grapes and I've, I've never tried to stuff uh, a certain number of grapes in my mouth. It's never occurred to me to do that. But it's possible I could do that. I have a big head. I have a big mouth. I might be able to fit 12 grapes in there. So I'm going to remember that one. Of course, it also could be dangerous, right? Have a bunch of grapes in your mouth and you think one could pop right down your windpipe. Uh, next, the Philippines. In the Philippines, it's all about cash. They believe that everything should be round so as to represent coins and bring wealth. Round food, round clothes, as long as it's round. Now, this again, what a, what a representation of magic this is. I like this one. I really do. So, for example, you would surround yourself with apples and oranges and watermelons and stuff. Now, but they're talking about round clothes. I don't know exactly what round clothes means. I mean, I guess a skirt might be considered round, but that's sort of a cylinder also. I'm not sure what, what, a round, what round clothes are, but 
I, you know, that, that sounds like a nice, pleasant way to, to ring in the new year. In South America, it's all about colored underwear. Uh, in some South American countries, wearing colored underwear will determine your fate for the new year. Red underwear means you'll find love. Gold means wealth. And white signifies peace, for example. Now, look, to me, this just sounds like an excuse to look down somebody's pants on New Year's Eve. That's what my opinion of that is. I think you would agree. And you know what? Maybe there's nothing wrong with that. South America, you know how uh, you hear some stories about Brazil. Uh, okay, what do we have next? Japan. Now, you'd think this is going to be really weird because we know the Japanese do some strange stuff. But this doesn't sound that weird. It says, in Japan, they ring all of their bells 108 times in alignment with the Buddhist belief that this brings cleanliness. It's also considered good to be smiling going into the new year as it supposedly brings good luck. I love that. Uh, I definitely believe in that. I mean, why would you not be smiling as you go into the new year? But uh, that's we're, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, you're, you're probably not surprised to hear that later in the podcast. But I... That sounds good to me, ringing bells and smiling. That's nice. Okay, Peru. Every year at the end of December, people in this small Peruvian village fist fight to settle their differences. And then they st- they start off the year on a clean slate. So this is kind of like the throwing dishes thing, except instead of throwing a dish, you're throwing a punch and you're beating somebody's ass. Uh, man, no, that's, I mean, I can see why that is therapeutic, but no, I don't, I don't want to hang out in Peru where they do that. Mm-mm. I'm going to hide. Uh, okay. Switzerland. This is really odd. It says in Switzerland, they celebrate the new year by dropping blobs of ice cream on the floor. Now, that's all that it says about that. And so I I was scratching my head, and I was like, all I can think of is that that just sounds like a sacrifice, you know, that uh, that's a a waste. That's like pouring a little of your fine cognac on the the ground for your homies, I guess, because uh, who, who wants to waste a nice dollop of ice cream? Next, we go to Romania, country I have been to. Really had a good time in Romania and Transylvania investigating all of Vlad the Impaler's castles. That was one of the best experiences of my life. In Romania, they throw their spare coins into the river to get good luck. So I guess that's kind of like uh, just tossing your coins into a fountain or something like that. And uh, Again, it's probably kind of a sacrifice and kind of a gift and so, you know, that makes sense. I, I guarantee you that there must be scuba divers out there uh, January 1st, January 2nd, making a little extra bonus. Now, now this one really threw me off because it says this is from Puerto Rico. And it says in some parts of Puerto Rico, they throw pails of water out of their windows to drive away evil spirits. Now, first off, uh, I guess they mean, and I don't think they literally mean they drop a pail full of water. I guess they just pour water out the window 
so you don't want to walk too close to any apartment buildings. But I've never heard of this, um, and I have, you know, I've been going to Puerto Rico for over a decade, and I've spent many New Year's Eve there, and I, uh, I don't, uh, so I don't, I don't know. That must be pretty obscure. I've never heard of uh, anything like that in Puerto Rico. Next, we have here. Uh, oh, Belgium says in Belgium they take their livestock seriously. You're supposed to go out at night and uh, wish the cows a happy New Year. Well, hey, what's wrong with that, right? Especially since they're going to be eaten soon, probably in many cases. May as well be nice to them. Uh, Bolivia in Bolivia, coins are baked into sweets. And whoever finds the coin has good luck for the next year. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad idea on many, many levels, doesn't it? To bake a coin into something. Do I have to explain why that's bad? I mean, the dentist says don't chew on ice, much less chomp down into a coin in the middle of your dessert or suck that thing down your throat. Next, we go to France says the French like to keep things simple and delicious. Every new year, they consume a stack of pancakes. Uh, yeah, there you go. I'll add that to uh, to my list of things that I accept, things that are cool to do at New Year's. Now we go to Colombia. In Colombia, they carry their suitcases around with them all day in hopes of having a travel-filled year. That's pretty interesting. I don't know why the travel would be so exciting to a culture that they would go that far, but uh makes sense. Again, it's it's magic. It's like fake it till you make it, right? Put that suitcase there, get your mind in the right place. I bet you they even put pictures and little little symbolic things inside that will uh help them visualize what they want to achieve. Denmark, uh, in Denmark, people climb on top of chairs and literally jump into the new year to bring good luck. Well, that to me sounds like a lot of uh, viral videos of drunk people on New Year's Eve uh, breaking their their arms and legs and other members. Uh, let's see here. Thailand says, besides throwing buckets of water on each other in Thailand, they also go around smearing each other with a gray talc. Well, again, that just sounds horrible, doesn't it? It's just like a like a prank society that would do things like that. Uh, in Chile, now, now this is especially appropriate for this podcast. In Chile, families spend the night in the company of their deceased loved ones by sleeping at the cemetery. Now, to me, being from this culture, that that seems counterproductive and ghoulish. It it's kind of seems like uh, it's, a, it's a downer is what it is. I mean, like, but they must look at it differently. They must feel uh, refreshed and rejuvenated to reconnect with their loved ones. And so I can see both sides of it. But for me, if I started out my new year sleeping in a cemetery, uh, that would not set the right tone for me. 
Um, oh, here's another one from Romania. Animal whispering says, just like in Belgium, Romanian farmers try to communicate with their cows. If they succeed, then it means good luck for the year. I don't know exactly what they mean by try to communicate, but uh, they have, you know, uh, every every um, every country has got its own special liquors, and they've got one in um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called, Palinka, I think it's called. That one called uh, yeah, I think it's Palinka in Romania, which is like their um, their moonshine or uh, or something like that. And then there's one called Tweeka. And so I can just imagine some of those Romanians having a few shots of that and going out at midnight and just looking at their cows and uh, telepathically communicating with them. All right, next we go to Ireland. Uh-oh, what do you think the Irish are up to? Well, not that crazy. It says in Ireland they hit the walls with bread to get rid of evil spirits. Well, that is that is odd. So what that means, I guess, is they literally take pieces of bread and throw them at the walls. But that's better than dishes. Um, I don't know why you would do that unless, again, it's kind of like a, it's almost a, a release and a sacrifice of your bread throwing a treat to the evil spirits. Uh, next we have South Africa. Uh, South Africa says in, in some parts there they just throw old furniture out the window. That sounds like a very solid, practical thing to do. If you've just got something in your house, some junk that's been laying around, and you go, oh, today's the day when I finally am able to get rid of this piece of shit. Okay, so now we go to Siberia. What do you think they're going to be up to? Just as you might suspect, in Siberia, they jump into frozen lakes carrying tree trunks. Well, of course they do. In Finland, people predict the coming year. This is really interesting. Well, listen, in Finland, people predict the coming year by casting molten tin. Now, we're talking about red-hot melted tin metal, casting that into a bucket of water and then interpreting the resulting shape. So you put this molten metal into the water, and you can imagine steam's boiling everywhere, and then it's going to congeal in some kind of a weird little metallic shape, and then you pull that thing out and you interpret it, and then I bet you you keep that as some type of a, a pendant or talisman or memento or whatever. Uh, so that's kind of a cool thing. I don't, that's a very, very, very elaborate thing to do, and I guarantee you not everybody gets to do that, but, you know, if you can do it, good for you. In Panama, oh, we're back to burning effigies. Uh, the New Year's tradition for good luck in Panama is burning effigies of famous people. <laughs> Why would you do that? Just if you're famous, you're bad. Um, so... Don't go there uh, if you think that you've got a following in Panama. Uh, that sounds like the beginning of inspiring people to do bad things. In Scotland, the first person to cross the threshold of a home in the new year should carry a gift for good luck. So, yeah, it's kind of like just an extension of, of Christmas stuff. 
And finally, we go to Estonia. And in Estonia, now this sounds like a very American type of thing, it's all about eating. People eat seven times on New Year's Day to ensure abundance in the new year. I don't think Americans would have any problem doing that. So those are um, just some weird things that people are supposedly up to tonight and tomorrow. And in some places, it's already tomorrow. I'm speaking from my point of view here in Asheville, North Carolina, which shows you uh, how that to a certain degree, time is just some man-made invention that's forced upon the cycles of nature. But what I think is really interesting, again, is that all those things, uh, in some way, I guess, maybe not all of them, but almost all of them, incorporate what I would think of as magical, magical concepts that... You know, magic is, I think there there is, uh, well, a lot of it comes from within, but it's also about connecting what's within to what's out there. And you need something tangible sometimes to, to symbolize the connection between the two. And that's what really um, magic is ultimately all about, is finding the type of symbol that works for you. And that varies from not only culture to culture, but also person to person. But all that said, here is what I would like for you to do tonight if uh, if it's not too late. And actually, it's never too late to do this, depending on where you're listening. Again, it might already be the new year. If not, uh, New Year's is coming up here in hours. Tonight, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, um, have that smile on your face when the new year comes in, and then afterward. I want you to go out, look up at the sky, or if you're in a place where you have something else beautiful around you that represents the miracle of creation, look at that and just say out loud, I love you and I thank you for all the good Things I have in my life. Because, like I was talking about when it comes to using the force, uh, whether or not you believe that the universe is a conscious, interactive thing, what you'll find is if you start treating it like it is, it will start behaving like it is toward you. And if you treat it nicely, it's going to treat you nicely. That is not just some kind of philosophical or new age or metaphysical bullshit. I think that also is represented in science, the idea that for, for every action, there's an opposite but equal reaction. So you go out there and you, you radiate that and you say, I love you and I thank you for all the great, wonderful things I have in my life. Let that be the first signal that you broadcast out there from your mind, from your heart, and your spirit for the year 2018, and um, you're going to find it is a much, much better year for you and everyone around you that you care for. So that said, uh, let's all do this together. Let's make 2018 a kick-ass year. I already know it's going to be for me because I have some amazing stuff that I'll be telling you about in my upcoming podcast. Um, I'm wishing you a true and heartfelt 
Happy New Year. And I want you to know how much I thank you for listening to me and for supporting the work that I do and um, for being the type of person who's interested in, in, in all this. This podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I leave one almost every day. It's always short. It's always free. And you can get the podcast and a lot more cool stuff if you go to joshuapwarren.com. That's joshuapwarren.com. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast for free, or you can just follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when a new one is posted. So again, uh, Happy New Year. God bless you. I'm sending wonderful, warm, positive vibes in your direction. Thank you for staying curious. And I will be talking to you again in the year 2018.